If your New Year's resolution is to save money, Tiffany's got some great tips. Adrian and I are going to go through them right now. Welcome to the second week of 2024. This is being... I'm broke. Can you give me some tips? Well, I assume that there are several people out there whose New Year's resolutions involve something to do with savings or investments or buying a home or buying something, going on a vacation, something that requires savings. Especially those that are on a variable mortgage rate and are now paying... A thousand to two thousand plus dollars a month extra in interest. Well, those people are in luck because we have the ultimate money savings guide. Although it's it's three years old, so the savings it's still very relevant. Actually, it's relevant, but the savings is greater, and there's references in there because, of course, we're you know <laughs> tying it back to real estate, uh, where we there's references where we say if you save X amount of money, that converts to an increase of you know. X amount in purchasing power. And now with higher interest rates, that number's grown significantly. Or less, sorry. It's reduced. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I was running the numbers because a lot of homes have rental items. So a hot water tank, as an example, which is normally $40 a month. That at a low interest rate, was converting to about ten to $12,000 extra on the mortgage as a whole. Yeah. Now You're it's reduced to five to $6,000. That's right. That is right. And there's more and more people that seem to be renting those things. So we pulled. Speaking we of which, pulled did I tell you odd- I fixed my own furnace recently? Congratulations. Thank you. What did you do? Well, I diagnosed the problem using my multimeter, and then I ended up getting a new motor for the blower fan. And I removed the old one and installed the new one. And it works great. Did you, well, it didn't work great last week. You said the fan was noisy. It was noisy, but it was just the fan. It's a noisier fan. So I'm, I'm, I'm still tinkering with it a bit just to find ways to mount it. So I've added a bit of padding. Well, not really, just electrical tape for now between where. Yeah, it's padding. Yeah. It, it is yeah, a little bit. Sure. It prevent it's just to create a bit of a barrier between the panels. You like, should get weather stripping. Like, it has to be heat resistant. So I need to find see if there's something that might be designed for it. There must be some kind of weather stripping that cars use. Probably. It's not like it's super hot. No. So it'll probably be fine. And how did you figure out how to replace it? Did you YouTube it? Yeah. 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 I mean, you're a handy guy, though. That's well, that's not what I was going to say. Like, you should be comfortable with things like that. Yeah. Even though I would be comfortable with something like that, I'd still hire somebody. Yeah, and I I didn't do it because I'm being cheap. Because I I just enjoy it. I like feel Tinkering. I feel accomplished. Although by the end of doing something, I'm usually like, why the hell did I do this? Right. But I always well, get that's in- like when I repaired my dryer. Yeah, I the, remember you did that. The dryer was working but it wasn't heating so my diagnosis led me to believe that the fuse or the element or something was no good but on this 13 year old dryer 
they didn't really think about repairs when they built it. They just take it all apart. Every single part and yeah. piece had to come out. Did you fix it? Yes. It was a $60 part, and it probably would have cost four to $500 to have somebody come in because it did take me probably, well, it was my first time taking it apart too. If I had done it before, I probably would have. Yeah, that's a big thing. Because if I've, I've, because I ran into the issue of this fan being noisier than the previous. I thought I'd done something wrong or I thought it was faulty or something was off. So I have now removed and reinstalled my fan about a dozen times. Well, so now, now you know. Now I can do it in 10 minutes. Maybe you should have done a YouTube how-to video. Yeah, maybe. But my one tip for those of you that are going to tinker and fix something, label when you take out a even one screw Oh, yeah. Put a piece of masking tape and label it top right screw. Because sometimes even the top right screw won't fit properly into the top left. Or it's easy to mix up screws, especially like the dryer had so many screws. Yeah. I, I was contemplating replacing the grill on my truck. And I watched a video and there's over a hundred screws in order to do it. I'm like, I don't think I have the patience for that. Just get it vinyl wrapped. Well, it's a whole new, it's a different grill, like completely oh, different. New look. Yeah. Got it. So we've polled our staff and asked them to come up with some additional money savings tips. So Robbie's going to throw the link to the money savings tip guide. You enter in your name and email address, and it'll send you the free download right away. But let's go through, we'll call them Tiffany's Tips. Tiffany's Tips. That's a new segment. Hey, Tiffany, you okay with that? She here? Thumbs up. Yeah, she's she's hiding. She doesn't, she doesn't, like to be she doesn't even know shot. what we're doing. No. She just gave you the thumbs up. All right, what are Tiffany's tips to money savings one. in 2024? Great, you should ask. Number one, set up. Is this in any order? No. Okay. Set up your banking to automatically move a set amount of money every week or biweekly into a savings account. So that's the old rule of thumb of pay yourself first. Doesn't matter what amount it is. I wish I started doing that when I was in my teens. Like nobody taught me this stuff. Right. I don't necessarily agree with a savings account, but it is no maybe in, in the initial, like in the onset, if you're starting to get in the habit of... Well, tax-free savings account, to be more specific. If you don't have any already, that's a good spot to start. Yeah, and you can set up pre-pay, uh, authorized payments, installments, whatever you want to call them, that go automatically into the tax-free savings account. Mm -hmm. hundred bucks every month, whatever it is, and it goes in there. And then how you invest it out of that TFSA account, there's many options. Right now, GICs are still doing real well in terms of return, but there's ETFs. There, You could get into stocks, bonds, whatever. But even some of the high interest savings accounts within TFSAs are doing real well, paying between 3 and 7% as high as. So 
there are options, but the key is pay yourself first. And when it's out of your account, you're not going to spend it. If you have an extra 50 bucks in the month, you might be encouraged to go out an extra night or order an extra pizza. But if you don't have the money, don't spend it. And you don't have it if you've forcefully saved some some money. It adds up quickly. Number two. Actually, not quickly. It is a long-term Discipline yourself to do it long-term and... It's both. So uh, under most circumstances, $25 a week is not going to affect how you live or if you can feed yourself or your children or pay for your car or your gas or whatever. 100 bucks a month. Well, at the end of the year, it's $1,200 a month. How many people have an extra 1200 bucks laying around? Why well, just did quick math? And then over five years, that's six grand. Invested properly over that five years, it's probably almost seven. I did quick a quick calculator here. 25 years, 100 bucks a month, 5% annual interest. You've got about $44,000 in the bank. And half of, well, a little bit over half is that you've contributed. 23000 you've contributed. About 20000 and change was interest. Now, somebody like you or I don't know if we're going to live for 25 years, but somebody like Robbie, who's in his mid-20s, sounds like a long time, 25 years from now. It goes fast. But 100 bucks a month, you end up increasing over time because maybe you get a raise. Maybe you're making more money. Maybe you picked up a side hustle and you start contributing more and more. But even at $100 a month over that 25 years, 44 grand, okay, who knows what inflation is going to do to that, but that could make a dent on buying a new car. Or retiring. If you're retiring over 44 grand, it's not no. going to be in this country. I can tell you that for free. No, no, but it could make the difference of retiring as you you know change the amount you're contributing. But anyways, Tiffany is is talking about small changes. Tip number two, spend less on ordering food. Oh, I'm bad for that. Can we reword that to order food less instead of spend less on ordering food? So I would say just don't order food, make food, because it's a bit confusing. Like, Well, that could also mean you don't have to stop ordering, but just do it less frequently. How many people out there buy their lunch at work every day? They go out and spend, and nowadays that's It doesn't even bucks. have to be every day. You do that once or twice a week. Yeah. It's 20, 15 to 20 bucks that you're spending on lunch. Guaranteed. Yeah. You well, can't go, you, how much is a Big Mac combo? You would know this. How much is a Big Mac, <laughs> how much is a Big Mac combo right now? 1537. Is it actually? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's probably around that amount. But Here's what happens too, and I'm going to throw in there, spend less on conveniences because Uber Eats and DoorDash or Skip the, the Dishes. I you, don't even you get could, pizza delivered. You could, well, that might be a bit of a stretch. Is it? Because you're paying three Actually, to $5 for a fee plus a tip. If If you're just looking for a pizza... Doesn't have, like, you're not getting a fancy pizza or whatever. You just want a fucking pepperoni pizza from, doesn't matter, Domino's, pizza, pizza. Well, some of them are better than others, obviously. But, you know, the chains, the franchises, there's one on every corner. Mm -hmm. 
So it doesn't take much to just walk in and no. Now you know they usually have walk-in specials. Pisses me off. Here's a here's a piss off. Right. Why do I have to tip if I'm picking it up? Well, you don't. You skip it. You say no. Why do they ask me? Well, the argument I think would be, I think it depends. I on do the, tip, by the way, even if I go pick up, I leave a dollar or something. I think it. I won't during these times. People need a little extra. I won't at um, places like pizza places. I will usually. Isn't it awkward though? Like you go and you pick up some takeout, right? And you pay by debit or credit, and they pull out the machine, and the first thing that shows on the machine is the tip. And it always starts at 15% now. It's like 15, 18, 20%. So I'm going to tip you 15% and I've been in here for 30 seconds. Right. So the art, the, the time where I see that it's reasonable to provide some tip is at more of a walk and dine in restaurants where the people providing the food are, you know, you have servers, the servers. or bartenders yes. who are packaging it, getting all your utensils together, yes. putting it aside, getting it ready. Yes. So they're investing some time. So I think there is value there. I think yes. you should still tip. And time that. that they could have been serving somebody in the right. restaurant. I agree with that. Yeah, but it's not going to be the same tip as if I dined in and put you to work for an hour. Correct. That's different than going to a pizza joint what where you, someone behind so the counter. So if you go out for a dinner, four people, and it's whatever, $100, $120, $150. Do you have a percentage that you kind of stick to? or It's usually 15 or 20, depending on the quality of service. Yeah. A lot of people say 15 is low now. It's not. I don't think so. And I heard a rumor, not a rumor, I don't know if it's true, I heard that servers are now getting paid minimum wages. Minimum wage for servers has gone up too, to normal rates. I don't know. Oh, really? Because they always had a lower minimum wage because yeah. of their tips. It really depends on the server. Like so you have to earn a good tip. We use Instacart a lot also to order groceries. And I've been looking at the difference in the grocery bills. And it's an extra 15% on top of if you went and, and did it yourself, not including tip. And then depending on the size of the order. Why do you tip? You would tip for that? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what's involved with an Instacart shopper? Like they're literally going into the store and doing all of your shopping. So how would that differ from, say, like, uh, what's Sobeys? Voila. Well, there they have a uh, fulfillment center or they have dedicated pickers that prepare it. And then they... So is Instacart like Uber? So it's somebody that just says, hey, I'm going to do this on my yes. in my spare time? Oh, they literally go into the store as an average consumer, buy your stuff as you would, check out as you would, and then bring it to your house and put it on your front doorstep. Hugely convenient, but if you're doing a big shopping, like during COVID, I used it all the time. Right. On a $200 bill, you are probably paying $60, $70 extra for the same groceries That's by the time huge. it's all done. Yeah. Yeah. I would not do that. Yeah. So the point but, here is do more things on your own. Eat eat out less and stop paying for glamour and fancy services you really can't afford to. We live in a world where people like convenience and pay for it. And you can easily be duped 
and fall into routines and traps for having those conveniences, especially when it comes to food. Agreed. Number three, purchase coffee only once a week. How much is an average? I'm looking here at the money saving tips guide. I had two sixty five as a coffee at Starbucks. Is a basic coffee still around that price? And Tim Hortons was a buck seventy nine. Yeah, I think it's pretty close. Yeah, that adds up. And well, here is uh, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary. He he's an advocate of this, and he says he'll never pay for a coffee or an expensive coffee. Anyways, he'll make all his coffee at home. So so you know, a billionaire. He's a billionaire, right? Whatever. He's fucking rich. That's He's what. fucking rich. Someone like that does not uh, get rich. Get rich by spending money on lattes and frappuccinos at Starbucks. Yeah, screw, that stuff screw gets him. expensive. This is the guy that spends a thousand dollars on a bottle of wine and doesn't even blink. And then this fucker doesn't go and buy a, a, a cup of coffee. Okay, but the diff- here's the difference: that bottle of wine he can't make that at home. The coffee at home, you can oh, get... Oh, Ian would beg to differ. You can get... You can get... Uh, I would say in most cases, better coffee at home. Sure. With the right beans. Our coffee here is better than Tim Hortons. Uh, absolutely. We actually just invested in a new coffee maker. We won't say why. Stay tuned for more details. Hint, hint. Oh, right. But we did get a... I'm looking at it right now. It's a Cuisinart 12-cup coffee maker, which, by the way, Crate and Barrel, you fucked up on your pricing because when we were in your store, it was $350 and on a clearance for $260. And we cross-shopped you while we were in your store with Best Buy, who had it on sale for $180. But in their regular price. same coffee maker, which is really cool. I'm really excited to use it. I think it was less than that even. What? What we paid? Yeah. One, 170 maybe, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, we got a new coffee machine. And it grinds the beans on top and then makes a 12-cup pot of coffee, and you can set a timer so it's ready for us when we get into the office at 8 or 9 or whatever we're going to set it to. And I haven't done the math yet because I don't know how many beans it will use for a 12-cup but at home, so I have, as you know, a Eura coffee ma- machine. Eura is really expensive. It's Swiss made. I bought it as a housewarming present to myself, my first home in 2004. Mm-hmm. I still use that coffee maker today. Every, every day. Every single day. And for many years, it was making two, three, four cups a day. Now it makes one or two. Because Natalie has her own, she has uh, Nespresso Virtuo. Talk about spending money unnecessarily. Those fucking Virtuo cup, uh, what do you call them? Like a cake cup, the whatever. cake cup things, yeah. They're almost a dollar each. Anyway, so for for my machine, which was a, back then, in 2004, it was 2200 bucks. I think, I spent on the machine. And my dad said, oh, you're fucking crazy. You spent, what kind of money you spend? I said, it's a housewarming present for myself. I know it's going to last me a long time. And I don't remember. Oh, I actually have the pictures here because I've thought about selling it. And let's see, where is it? Let me find it real quick. Anyways, it cost me about 
depends on the beans because sometimes I buy organic beans, sometimes I don't. Where is the oh the counter? The counter, like your see. odometer for your coffee machine. Look at that: twelve thousand and forty-five cups of coffee. Twelve thousand cups. Do what math? So how much is an average cup of coffee costing you after a decade? Let's say on average for... No, when did you get it? 2004? 2004, yeah. So... Almost two decades. 20 20 years. Jeez. Actually, it would have been been January of 2004. So exactly two decades. Yeah. So 20 years. How many cups of coffee is that? So that's 500 cups a month. Is that right? 500 a month? Hang on. You're better with math, but you're getting the big numbers now. Uh, 12? No, that's 50. 50 a month. Right? Six. Yeah. 50 cups of coffee a month. Yeah. So you spent 24. So it's cost me $4,800 in beans. All right, forty cents, twelve thousand. Where'd you get the four forty cents from? You already knew that number. That's how much it costs me on average per cup. Okay, just for the beans. Now I have my coffee black, so I don't. It's nineteen add. cents a cup for the machine. Nineteen cents a cup for the machine. Yeah. So fifty nine cents a cup of coffee. Yeah, and I make big like the full. Full cups. Right. So it's like a large at Tim Hortons. So it's worked out about half the price. And you get this fancy machine at home. Yeah. So you can make an espresso, a cappuccino, frappuccino. Well, and that's that's talking nice stuff. Like as soon that's as people. Nice. You don't need to. Like you could. Like the one that we just bought. This Cuisinart yeah. for $180. No, I know. But I'm, I mean nice. That's good coffee. Or that's, that's basic coffee, sorry. Like, it's just coffee. It's still way better than what you're getting at the store. Well, I buy but nice let's talk, beans. Let's talk about something. I could that, even buy the cheap beans. Right, but now you want to make a latte. How much extra is a latte? It's going to be over five bucks for a latte. At easily, Starbucks? Yeah. Easily. Yeah, go ahead. Right, that's where the big savings comes yeah. in. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, well, average, most, I guarantee you everybody in their kitchen has some kind of a tumbler or something that they can take the coffee to go. Average savings, I would say, by getting coffee at home is going to be about 50 bucks a month. The other thing I stop doing is I don't drink when I'm out. I, I don't eat out much anyways, but I rarely, when I go out, I don't hardly ever... Booze you're talking about. Order alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Or you could just not drink alcohol. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Oh, you mean in general? Well, yeah. I don't know about that. Okay, here's one that I really like. This, as you know, this is... Is this number four? Close to my heart. Number four. Sit down. And I'm reading verbatim, by the way. So I, and I don't know how it sounds. Sit down and go through all subscriptions and cancel any unused. I recently checked my Amazon Prime and I saw that I was subscribed monthly to channels I've never even heard of. You can subscribe to individual channels on Prime? Yeah, like they have Crave and all oh, these added options. Yes. So another way you can do that is if, I don't know how Samsung works but or Android phones, but with Apple, when you go to your settings and then your iCloud account, there's a subscriptions button. So you can click on that. It'll tell you what you're subscribed to. Yes. Many of which only renew annually. Yes. So you're very easily going to miss that. 
So even when you go back and look at your bank statements, probably you're probably not going to see that. Well, here's a big pro tip, especially if you're a realtor listening, but just in general, because I am an advocate for realtors or any entrepreneur now subscribing to apps that are going to help them in business. So whether it's something to caption videos or cut up your videos or transcribe something or chat GPT is real huge now, any kind of AI stuff. It's easy to forget a lot you of them, to that Yeah, stuff. a lot of them will lure you in with a seven-day free trial, but then they automatically bill you for the next month and it's a recurring subscription. So my tip is I always start the subscription on the free trial and right away I go into the subscription and cancel it because it still allows you to use it for the trial period. And then when my that subscription ends, if I want to keep it, then I'll go back and subscribe. But that way I'm not billed unexpectedly. Or and a lot of services now, they get you by getting you to sign up for several years in advance. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like sign up for the three-year plan, save 10 bucks a month. Right. But go through, and we've had this tip before, some subscriptions, like we know Adobe as an example, if you have an Adobe recurring subscription and it's at one of their standard rates, if you go in and you cancel... They will allow you to remain a subscriber at a lower rate. Yes. You talk about all the time calling your insurance company, calling your cable company, your internet company, and telling them you're thinking of canceling and moving the service because you saw a better deal somewhere else. Oftentimes they will renegotiate and give you a better price. But certainly if you're not using something, Yes. Don't subscribe well, to it. Chances are you don't even realize you're paying for it still. Gym memberships are a big one there. Yeah. Now, I think most people know they're paying their gym membership. They're in, de- they're in they're, denial that they, oh, they all of, use it. This I'll time of the it. year, oh, no, that's my New Year's resolution. Yeah. I'm going to lose 15 pounds so I can sleep at night and whatever. Hint, hint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Adrian. For those of you listening, I did a sleep study and... I have mild sleep apnea, so I I stop breathing 10 times an hour. My blood oxygen gets down to 87%, which is apparently mild sleep apnea. Option one is lose 15 pounds, which, I mean, I look pretty good. I don't think I need to lose 15 pounds, but for the sake of better sleep, I'll do it. Option B is get a mouth guard. Option, which does something like extends your jaw, which prevents snoring. I would not be able to sleep I don't think I could do that either. I know someone did it though and it worked. Have you have you ever tried one of those CPAP machines? Well, that was option C. It was a CPAP machine. No, I've seen, I would never do that either. Unless I was grossly overweight and there was no chance I could ever do it. So my grandfather used to sleep with one and I tried, and it sounds like you're sleeping next to Darth Vader when... Right. So a lot of spouses, if like if Alicia... I think said she'd to, rather have the occasional snoring. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it's oh Alicia was snoring the other day. She told oh, me I really? should have recorded it. I was yeah Saturday night. Was she, was she drinking or eating a lot or not really? She drank a little bit, but she doesn't drink at all anymore. She had one and a half glasses of prosecco or something like that. So maybe that was a factor. Tip number five: washing laundry and I'm doing not get dishes. In trouble for telling everyone that my wife was snoring. What is it? Sorry. Washing laundry and doing dishes during the low cost times. Yeah. Yeah. Low cost times, half the price for hydro. 
Did you know now, for Milton Hydro anyways, you have options of how you subscribe to your rates, and now they have an ultra-low overnight rate. It's the worst plan ever. If you work during the day and you're home at night. For, then. for a few people, it would be a really good plan. It's actually incredible. Yeah. But for the average person thinking it's a good idea, it's horrible because the peak it's it's either ultra low or peak hours, and the peak hours are like almost thirty cents an hour, kilowatt hour. Yeah, but if you're not home during that time, I don't understand. I was I was researching that Ontario hydro costs are astronomical compared to the rest of the country. Yeah, like my friends they're in, high in BC too. No, they're cheaper. Yeah, well, but they're high. I don't know. I looked at them, and they're everyone's average rates for the whole day are the same as our. Off peak hours. But the point is, a lot of these things have timers that you can set them on. Like, why run your dishwasher when you just finish your dinner at 5.30 or whatever? Right, wait an you hour can and a half. You can run it in off-peak times. So be mindful of doing your laundry, doing your dishes during those times. Tip number six... Charge vehicle at low cost times. Well, that only applies to her because of her Tesla. Um, so we'll move on. Tip number seven, don't be so influenced. Just because it's on sale doesn't mean you need it. And don't buy things just because everyone has it. Ooh, that's Impulse buying. That's a good one. I think a lot of people buy things not only that they don't need, but well, I guess that, that, that they don't need, but there's big ticket items people do that on, like cars. You want to talk big ticket items that everybody has. How about a phone? Like a new iPhone right now is, I don't know, it starts at like 1500 bucks and goes up from there. This one is a one terabyte. So that's $2,600. This is actually the first phone that I've had probably in my life that I haven't upgraded in two years. This is two years old. So that's the 13? Why? You got the new one, right? The 15? And that's a 15? I think so. Yeah, I don't even keep track anymore. It's all the same shit. Yeah, this, yeah, this is a third iPhone 13 Pro Max with a one terabyte capacity. Yeah, that's what I had. And, and apparently there are 11 days left to renew my Apple Care. Ooh, tempting to replace it now, isn't it? Well, I had Apple Care and it expired, but then now they allow you to can oh, okay. add on to your original Apple Care. So I'm probably going to do that, smash the shit out of it, and get a new one in a year. It's a good idea. Oops. Was that the last one of our tips, or is one more? Tip number eight. Well, we didn't really talk about it. Don't be so influenced. You know, a lot of people get suckered in into a lot of drop ship kind of purchases. They see an ad on Insta, on X, on TikTok. They're like, ooh, I need that in my life. And they just buy it now. I had someone uh, go someone... on to AliExpress and or eBay and see how much it is to order it direct from China or wherever it's made because that's what these dropship companies or these third-party companies do is they buy it from there and just resell it their resellers. Same thing on Amazon. Best Buy has their resale market, which I know I you're not a fan off. of. The mar- I mean, their marketplace. Sometimes you see more products that way. But, but you can find products on AliExpress for 
a dollar and they're selling on Instagram ads for 19. Right. So double check that. And I had someone not long ago was asking. No impulse, no impulse buys. Don't buy anything. No, if you're, I would say if, if you, you're smoking weed or drinking alcohol, yes. do not buy anything during that time. Write it down. Make a list of things that you think you want. I screenshot it. Yeah. I see something, I screenshot idea. it, and then I look at it once a month to see, okay, Figure do, out I, what do, you really do need? I still need that 30 days later? Right. I did that with my cold dip for two years. I'm like, do I really need it? And then I bought it and now I don't use it. You've used it twice. <laughs> Maybe I'll start using it again. Uh, I had, gonna, you I know had, what we should do is use it to make wine. It is a barrel. I yeah. don't know if letting wine ferment in a plastic barrel is a very good idea, though. Oh, it's plastic? Yeah. I thought well, it was some wood. sort of composite. Yeah. The food, food grade, grade I don't plastic. Think it's, it's cold dip grade. Uh, tip number eight. Hang go. on. Hang oh. on. I had, somebody, I had somebody ask my opinion. Their, their vehicle broke down, and they were asking my opinion about, you know, I knew whatever. Uh, Are you going to try and fix it for them? Attempting. And I suggested buy a used vehicle or fix it. It was a big expense to fix it. It was like eight grand. But um, anyways, they didn't take my advice. They went out and leased or financed a brand new truck. And I'm just like, well, why do you even ask me? But, you know, I don't think that was a smart decision for this person. But whatever. A lot of people do that. That's your story? Yeah. My point is people, like, you just, you don't need, if you're, you don't need that high-end car. No, just because you don't or, doesn't mean they don't. No, they absolutely don't. Absolutely don't. Whoever you are, I hope you're listening to this podcast. Oh, I've already told this person. They know. They know my thought. And they knew that, they knew what I was going to say. So I don't know why they asked me. But there's, I mean, there's people we help buy houses who I'm like, sure, I'll help you. And, you know, that's no problem. None of my business what your finances are. But I'm like, why on earth are you getting such a big house for two people? Now, this is all for people that actually care about money and don't have money. But not necessarily. There's people out there that have a lot of money but are going to be Broke. Well, if they're that stupid that ha- they have a lot of money and they're spending it frivolously, those people deserve to be broke. It's for the people that are borderline broke that really have to decide if they get the nice loaf of bread or the cheap bread or whatever well, so to stop buying Tim Hortons. Of the population nowadays. If you didn't buy your Tim Hortons this morning, you could have bought the ciabatta instead of the wonder. Tip number eight, go through your own stuff and sell it. Facebook Marketplace, eBay, Poshmark. That's a great one. You know me. Not only I shipped out two items this morning on eBay. Extend that to going, finding things you can flip. Yeah. Like you walk through this, whatever stores you walk through, when you're in the area, take a look at it. You buy shit. You don't even know if it's worth something. You're just like, oh, that might be worth something. It looks nice. That's, I would buy it. So you buy it. And then you look on whatever. Last, uh, what was it, a week or two ago? The bobblehead thingy. Yeah. So... <laughs> Okay, this story is going to contradict because every Saturday is our takeout day. So Natalie cooks now six days a week, most of the time. And Saturday is our family day. We spend the day together and then we get some takeout at the end of the night. And I can't remember what her and the boys wanted. Oh, they wanted Wendy's. The They like their chicken fingers. I didn't want any quote-unquote fast food, like the 
Wendy's kind of food. And I went to the Portuguese chicken place, Melo's, Milo's. But it was a 45-minute wait just for a quarter chicken dinner. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm not waiting 45 minutes. So I ended up ordering something from Mr. Dumpling. I like their fried noodles. So it's kind of quick, fast food. Anyways, and it was going to be 18 minutes for the Chinese food to be ready. So I'm right across the street from the Salvation Army. And I like to pop in there at least once a week, just have a quick 10-minute walkthrough, see if anything catches my eye. Sometimes I find something for myself or for the business or whatever, or to flip, because as you know, that's a hobby of mine. And I make on average three to $400 a month extra just by selling and flipping stuff. And that's my money now that if I do want to buy a coffee or if I do want to treat myself to a lunch, I'm using that money. So money's not coming out of my account. So there's a tip, but So I walked around for maybe three minutes, four minutes. Didn't really see anything that caught my eye. And there's always, there's always something that you can buy at a thrift store, Salvation Army, garage sale, auction, dollar store, winners, Canadian Tire, when things go on a deep clearance or blowouts. Um, There are a lot of things that you can buy and resell on eBay, Poshmark, Facebook Marketplace, those three specifically, that will give you a profit. Yes. And I'm not a big TV guy. I love my sports. Like, I watch most Maple Leaf games. I'll watch the odd movie. Like, I watched The Big Short again last night. I like that movie, and I wanted to sit down and just watch a movie, chill out. But I don't watch a lot of TV. Instead of watching TV... I post some things on eBay and I have a routine on Sunday. I post three or four items and that sets me up. And I, so I walked into the Salvation Army three, four minutes walking around, didn't see anything. The corner of my eye, it was on the top shelf, was a Funko Pop, a, one of those bobblehead-ish, whatever you call them. And a lot of times those are not worth much. And they're, they're not hard to ship, but you have to be careful in shipping them because the box can get damaged. And if the box gets damaged, that affects the value of it. And I'm looking at it and I see the name Tom Brady. So it's something I know about because I don't know anything about these Funko Pops. Right. But I know Tom Brady and I know Tom Brady fans and I know, you know, it could be a collectible. So I looked at it, and with eBay, it's real easy. You can scan, you can search using the barcode. So I barcode searched it, and there were four or five available for sale, and there were four or five that had sold. And my rule of thumb is you have to know what the sell-through rate of the product is. So if you buy something, and there's a 100 of them on the market currently, it's kind of like the real estate market. You're going right. to get a little bit lost in the shuffle unless your Supply price, demand. yeah, unless your price dictates it to sell. But then you want to see how many of them are actually selling. If there's a hundred on the market and only two have sold in the last ninety days, chances of you selling it are pretty slim. Now, if there's ten of them on the market 
and nine of them have sold in the last 90 days, that's a pretty good guesstimate of the demand. So I saw there were four or five listed. There were four of them that had sold. And the cheapest one that had sold, sold for $89. And the box was stained and didn't look in good shape. It had a tear in it. The box was stained. This one, the box was really nice, never opened. And I listed it. So I bought it Saturday night. I listed it Sunday morning. It was sold by Sunday afternoon. And because it was a quiet Sunday for me, I packaged it up, bubble wrapped it nicely, packaged it up. With eBay now, you can save up to 60% on UPS fees because they now partnered with UPS. And I included free ship. So it cost me, I want to say 16 or $17 to ship it. And I went with an oversized shipping box just to make sure it was well packaged. Right. But I sold it for $124.77, including ship. So after eBay fees, my shipping costs and everything, and I paid five bucks for it. So I made 80 bucks on it, 80 something dollars. Nice. And that was just one item. In a few hours. In a while waiting of, for your food. Yeah, basically. Plus a bit of time to get it ready and shipped. Now you have clothes. The used market for clothing is absolutely on fire. And it's not just vintage clothing. Sure, there are t-shirts, like if you get a nice single stitch Rolling Stone t-shirt from the mid 80s, it's probably worth a hundred bucks, maybe more. But it's stuff that you have in your in your closet, stuff that you currently own, if it's especially if it's brand name. Well, even or obscure. Pick a niche, something you enjoy. Well, you ran into a client of mine from back in Chris. the car business days, Chris, and he's Chris's treasures, I think, yeah, is his I YouTube think he's channel. A, he says he, he watches or listens to the podcast. If he so hasn't I'm testing already, him now. if he yeah. hasn't already, isn't he gonna do that full time? Yeah, so he's retiring. I don't know if I should say it, but he said it to me and anything anybody says to me without them saying, hey, this is between me and you, becomes public. Sorry, so Chris. he's he's making it to six figures now on his, he's got a YouTube channel, Chris's Treasures. Um, does he, he does um, electronics, old. He, he likes vintage electronics. Yeah. That's what his niche is, or it tries to be. But he has. Well, it doesn't sound like he's trying. It sounds like he's doing based on everything I know. But he has over a thousand items on his eBay store. Okay. So he'll go and if he sees value in it, like he'll pick up a Lego set or something or whatever. Um, so yeah, he's doing real well. So he's retiring to do that full time and right. he enjoys it. So there's someone who took, probably started off much like yourself, uh, just doing odds and ends here and there when he saw something and has now evolved into a full-time gig he's earning a great income and enjoys doing what he's doing. Well, I, I've done the math and the tough part of selling anything is setting the item up and photographing it properly. That's my it, least favorite part, creating the ad, creating the copy, it, all that it stuff. It takes a while, but my tip is, so I bought two white uh, foam boards, you know, like for presentations. Yes. Two white foam boards. So you don't even need... Uh, like, because you can buy a kit, you can buy a picture box, lighting kit, whatever, studio kit. And I put the foam boards in a well-lit spot in my basement. 
So one is on the floor, one is on the wall. And I make an L out of it right up against the wall. And I have a flashlight for work, uh, like tools. So it's a DeWalt flashlight. It's really bright. And, I and it's a handheld. So I put my product there. And then I hold the light in just the right position because every product will be different. That's where those studio boxes sometimes... Not big enough or... Not big enough or it creates a shadow or whatever, or you get the reflection. So if you're doing it handheld, because I take my photos with my phone. Do you so, do like a, like a video where it's like a... No. That might be kind of cool. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'm trying to save time. So I spend Sunday mornings, usually from like 7 to 9.30 or something like that, and picking which products I'm going to sell for the week, taking the photos. And I have, if you look in my phone, I have a folder right now. I'll tell you exactly. So in my selling folder, I have 286 photos. Okay. So these are all items that have been prepared and photographed to ship out. And I'll post three or four of them a week. And a good tip, actually, if you're going to sell something on any of those platforms is they allow you to save drafts. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You can post some, get, get like something. Like a template? Like a temp. No, not a template. Okay. A draft. So you can, instead of doing the whole listing and making it go live right away, you can upload the photos, put the headline in, save it, and then go back. So if you don't have time or you don't want to spend too much time, right? or when you do have the time, do 10 drafts and post just a couple of them at a time. I, I have right now, well, I can tell you, on my eBay store, I have, it's not a store. That's a whole other discussion. I have five active items, and in the last 90 days, I've sold nine items. Two, two items were unsold, so I took them off the market. I actually sold them on Facebook Marketplace. 90-day total, 1306 bucks. That's great. And that's just stuff around my house with the exception of that Funko Pop. Uh, what else did I buy? I bought that World of Warcraft book also for five bucks and sold it for 50. There's, so there's stuff there. So that's giving me an extra 400 bucks a month now, 100 bucks a week. That covers my lunches and any extra spending if I want to buy a bottle of wine or whatever. It's not coming out of your account. So, And Tiffany has had some... Great success in the last week or two on Poshmark, selling some some clothing. It's a big, big market there. So and this time of year, people say, oh, I'm going to lose some weight. We talked about the gym. I'm going to lose some weight, so I'm going to fit into those pants in a couple of months. Just sell them and then buy new ones if you happen to lose weight. Exactly. Yeah. Because by the time you lose weight, it's probably out of style or you're not going to want it or you're going to feel better and say, I'm going to treat myself to a new pair or whatever. Yeah. Just... If you're not, if you didn't wear it in the last year, sell it. It's worth money. Collect all that money together. I think together it was Oprah then, once said that she has a routine where she puts all of her clothes and hangs them backwards. And then when she wears it, she puts the hanger on the other way. And at the end of the year, anything still facing the other way gets tossed. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. In case anyone's gets looking tossed. for ideas. Yeah, she's well, got donated. so much fucking money that she yeah, just tosses donated, it. Donated yeah. her. So maybe she's selling it on eBay. You can go look up Oprah's eBay page and buy her Can clothes. you imagine? That would be huge. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know why celebrities don't do that, actually. Yeah, socks, underwear, anything. Underwear, yeah. <laughs> you want to buy Drake's underwear? I would. I'd frame it. There you go. There you have it, Tiffany's tips. Eight tips to saving and earning money. If you have any tips that you want to share, we'd love to hear from you. That's it. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you found any of these helpful, we want to know if you have any other tips to help us and others save more money. Leave us a comment. We'll see you next week.